Greetings from somewhere south of London. I'm your hostess, Fiorella Nash, sometimes known by my nom de plume, Fiorella de Maria. I'm a writer of history, mystery and crime fiction, but most importantly, I'm an incorrigible bibliophile. I'm back all the way from that sceptred isle, bringing you season three of the Fiorella Files, in which I will discuss yet more books, classic and contemporary, or just books I've read and feel an overwhelming urge to share with you. There will be, during the course of the season, 150 more books that you should read, just might enjoy reading, and wouldn't want to read if your life depended on it. Every so often, I will attempt to coax my children into appearing on the show, bringing you books for younger readers. I have a book to start this episode, which is counterintuitive in every possible way. And it is called The Power of Regret. The Power of Regret. How Looking Backward Moves Us forward and it's by a writer called Daniel H. Pink. I say it's counterintuitive because as the author himself opens the book by discussing, having no regrets is generally regarded as a sign of strength of character. He in fact starts with that famous Edith Piaf song, Je ne regrette rien which made her incredibly famous. But he makes the point that there's something a little paradoxical about this because Edith Piaf was famous for that particular song, a song claiming I regret nothing, when she died a very early and unnecessary death in her late 40s as a result of a lifetime of addiction. And, well plenty of behaviours that she probably did regret just a little bit towards the end. And this book seeks to turn on its head this received wisdom that having no regrets is a sign of strength. Daniel H. Pink is a highly successful author. He was born in 1964. He has written five New York Times bestsellers on these kinds of subjects. He's also produced TV series and he was chief speechwriter for Vice President Al Gore. Well, we won't hold that against him because I don't recall Al Gore's speeches being particularly good, but there we go. But his most notable work is surely The Power of Regret. He grew up in Ohio. He went to Northwestern University. He was a Truman Scholar. He went to Yale Law School and... He has had a very successful career. He's won a number of well, honorary degrees from Georgetown University and the Pratt Institute, Ringling College of Art and Design and the University of Indianapolis. So this is someone who has really made his mark in his field. But what made me curious about this book was exactly this point, that it says something very different to what we are told from when we are very young. I remember when I went up to Cambridge, there was this legendary figure. He he died by the time I went up, but Monsignor Gilby, who had made huge changes to the Catholic chaplaincy, he'd been this huge personality, everyone still talked about him, and he was very good at one-liners in a sort of Winston Churchill kind of a way. And I remember the chaplain very solemnly telling us at one of the matriculation masses, as Monsignor Gilby said, 
whatever you do, regret nothing. And you hear politicians saying that, any regrets? No regrets, no regrets at all. And some of the people Daniel Pink refers to in his book from the studies he's performed, that he's conducted, all say that. There was one particular character, he was an army officer, and he had no regrets tattooed on his arm. He then regretted the tattoo and spent a lot of money going through painful laser treatment to get rid of the thing. Partly because he realised that he had plenty of regrets and partly because he regretted the tattoo. And what Daniel Pink tries to do by looking at studies of regret... There have been quite big regret projects where people are interviewed about the particular things they wish they had done differently. And he looks at different categories of regret. Regret for the path not taken. I wish I'd gone to college. Uh, I wish I'd asked that girl out. You know, those moments where there's a perceived lost opportunity the regret for past actions, I wish I hadn't bullied that other child, or I wish I hadn't cheated on my husband, or whatever it is. A lot of them are to do with relationships. But he then also looks at anticipatory regret. The way, the possibility that we may regret something in the future influences the way we behave. If I drop out of school now, I'll regret it one day. If I don't take this opportunity to change job, I will regret it one day. If I don't do more exercise, I will regret it one day when I'm obese and I have a heart attack. And how sometimes anticipatory regret can be very motivational. I must stick at this. I must keep going. And if it goes to an extreme, how it can actually inhibit us not taking any risks because I might regret it one day. So it's very systematic in the way it looks at regret. And it makes the point, it's a very central point of the book, that regret is completely human and it is a normal part of the human condition. In fact, very few people have no regrets, seriously have no regrets. And in fact, people who do genuinely regret nothing are usually psychotic. It's a sign of a disordered mind when a person is incapable of regretting any action. It comes very close to being incapable of feeling remorse. 